Seed to Sound, presented by Banks, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Welcome back to Seed to Sound and our very first Meet the Company series. We're back with another CODA team member. Today's episode features Jennifer Shelbo, Director of Topicals. Welcome back, everybody, to Seed to Sound. We're back today with another one of our CODA signature episodes, and we have Jennifer Shelbo, Director of Topicals here. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for asking me to be a part of this. Jumping right into it, how did you first become interested and involved in the cannabis industry? I became interested in the cannabis industry um, when I was in um, my master's program. I was getting an MBA with a concentration in sustainability. And um, I had imagined myself looking at um, an agricultural system or a food system type. Uh, That was kind of where I thought my core competencies would be. And then I discovered the cannabis industry and I was fascinated. Um, I thought, um, okay, well, here is an amazing crop. Um, If we're thinking about industrial hemp that um, is regenerative, is like one of the most sustainable crops on the planet, um, is, uh, is great for, um, you know, food, fiber, um, uh, feed for, for cattle and animals and, and, um, and also of course CBD, which is like pharmaceuticals. So, um, kind of like looking at, uh, the, the health of the plant. And, uh, as I investigated and researched the industry a little bit more, I was not deterred. I decided I had to get involved. And, um, and so, uh, and so here I am. (laughs) Very nice. So elaborate a little bit on your role as director of topicals and tell us about what your day to day looks like. Um, so I am, um, the director or head of topicals at Coda Signature, and my day-to-day looks like uh, pretty unpredictable. It changes every day. Um, um, overall, you know, my, what I concentrate a lot on in my, in my daily routine is making sure that um, we're operating efficiently, that we're manufacturing these beautiful bath bombs in the most wonderful way that we can, the, the, you know, in, in um, a consistent manner, producing beautiful product, um, making sure that our inventory levels are um, up to the demand that we have in the market, which is awesome. Um, um, and just making sure that our, our costs are aligned um, and, and really trying to run a responsible business, you know, as, as much as I can in my department to contribute overall to the whole, um, the whole company. Other than that, um, I am uh, looking at packaging. I am investigating new products. So this happens, I wouldn't say it's a daily thing, but it's a common thing that um, I'm constantly looking at what is out there, what's new, what products are we looking to develop, um, how can I strategize for uh, the future, how can I improve upon the processes that we have. And um, so I, I wish I could tell you that my day was a pretty standard day. Oh, and then also I'm always in meetings. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's definitely a thing that happens, um, especially um, with the caliber um, of the company that Coda Signature is. Um, we are, uh, it's really great to work with everyone and strategize for a successful future. And a lot of the meetings are based on kind of that premise. How do we 
get better every day? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's an important question that we all should be asking ourselves every single day in our jobs, 100%, whether it's cannabis or not. How can we get better? <laughs> um, so what kind of training was involved uh, to work at the level you are now? I, I would definitely say getting my MBA helped me get to where I am now. But I, I took a pretty unconventional path to get here. <laughs> my career history is, I would say, marked by following um, a passion that I had in trying to seek out um, a company that met my extremely high standards and my desire to um, work for a company that is a leader in the industry. So um, here we go. <laughs> when uh, my undergrad, I was, um, I have a, a a bachelor's of science in business administration with a concentration in finance. When I left that, uh, or, you know, when I graduated, um, from, from, um, Northeastern university, which is in Boston, um, I was a research, um, assistant, um, for a financial company. And I was specifically researching, um, short interest in the market, meaning like when people don't have a very like high level of confidence about maybe an industry or a sector of the economy or even a specific stock, they'll short it. And that kind of um, is a harbinger for negative sentiment in the in the financial markets. So the company that I was working for, the research product that I was working on, that is what I focused on kind of what is how, what information can we discern from the negative sentiment in the market? And I got to a point there where I was like, uh, I don't know what I like. I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know if that was what I wanted to do long term. But I always had a passion for food. And so I decided um, after a few years of working in, fi in the financial um, sector to move from Boston to New York um, to seek out my dream of being a pastry chef in fine dining restaurants. <laughs> so wow. that's what I did. So I moved to New York and I got some training um, uh, to, you know, in, in pastry. And I ended up working. My first job was at Gramercy Tavern. The year that I started there, they were voted like the best restaurant um, or like in New York, they had been at the top of the list anyway already. But um, through in the James Beard Foundation Awards, which is like, you know, the Oscars of the culinary industry. Yeah, wow. So it was a really great time to be in at Gramercy Tavern. There was a lot changing. Tom Colicchio had left and a new chef named Michael Anthony had come in. And so it was just getting refined. And so I was so excited to be there. And I followed that path of fine dining at a very high level. Um, I spent some time at Per Se and then I opened another restaurant called Mayalino for um, the same uh, restaurant group that um, uh, owns Gramercy Tavern. And, um, and, and so that was kind of my path um, in, in the pastry realm. And then I, um, I took a step back and I downsized. I, I went to a smaller restaurant in my community um, where I was living um, and uh, worked, you know, a real, I had a really wonderful work-life balance. Let's put it that way. It was, it was great. Um, the, the small was for me at that time better, but I got to a point where I was like, 
now what do I want to do next? I've done everything I've wanted to do in the pastry or, you know, in the restaurant industry. And um, what is the next step for me? And that's what led me to go back to school to get my master's. And I had identified at that time that I was looking to, you know, what is my next five-year plan that sustainability was a really big issue. And I didn't believe that it was going away, that I believed that this was going to be the new paradigm of operating in business. And so I sought out specifically the BARD MBA program, and they have um, an MBA in sustainability. And it was in New York, and it fit my my schedule, and I was able to do it all. Um, I was able to work part-time and go to school and get a really great education and get updated. You know, I had a business background. Yeah. I brought that um, idea to a lot of my jobs, and uh, and so that's that's basically my path. So <laughs> I know this is probably longer than you wanted to spend on that, but it is a weird path, and um, and so it's just a testament to anyone that has a like kind of a sorted, you know, a career path that there is a place for you to find your way into the industry of your dreams or the job that you really want. I, I truly believe that. <laughs> Absolutely. Pursue your passion and get hired at the Vangst Cannabis Career Fest. Since 2015, we've placed thousands of job seekers in their cannabis careers. Now it's your turn. Come talk to real industry experts and check out hundreds of available jobs throughout the nation. The Vangst Cannabis Career Fest will be in L.A. on February 2nd and Denver on February 16th. For more information, check out vangst.com slash cannabis career fest. Get your tickets today. Now, I find it really fascinating that hemp was the catalyst for you as far as as far as sparking this interest in the industry, because hemp is one of those cannabis related products that really has endless possibilities that we're really just starting to delve into. Um, and I know that was a big part of your education sustainability. So how did that background affect the work that you're doing now as the director of topicals? Um, so. It, I think it helped inform how I would be, um, how I would maybe add more value to my position at Coda Signature and also the company. Um, basically, my my second year in my in the MBA program, I was able to do a deep dive into whatever subject I wanted. So I just determined that I wanted to understand what is if we are looking at the Venn diagram of sustainability in cannabis. What is the overlap there? What does it look like now? Where could it maybe go in the future? And hemp was kind of the first step there because I started learning more and more about that product and um, and the amazing things that hemp could truly bring, um, you know, to, to for if if planted on a wider scale in the U.S. and and um, and. It, it just the opportunity to to grow hemp, um, and so then then from that kind of introduction, I started looking wider at the cannabis industry um, as a whole and what are the different models under which businesses decide to operate. So you know the the old model, the bunker model of growing cannabis is really energy intensive, right? There's there uh, it's it's because everyone was used to growing it 
in secret and you know hidden right, and right. now you could grow it in certain climates you can grow it out in the sun isn't that more effective you know <laughs> and so and i was trying to find the companies that were doing this best which companies are incorporating sustainability into their business model what does that look like um is it only is it only sun grown is it only you know trying to use organic practices in growing cannabis or is it only the social aspect of making sure that their product um maybe it's a vape pen or something is available to under uh underserved populations or veterans you know like how how are they using their impact in sustainability whether it's social or environmental or economic how what how are they using that for good and so that's you know that was my deep dive into into the cannabis industry I, and sustainability yeah and i think it's important to have people like you who are so deeply educated coming from that perspective of hemp and social impact and things that aren't necessarily the day-to-day consumption that people um, that the general public may perceive cannabis uh, to be involved with. So I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I really learned was that um, sustainability as a, a concept in business is growing in popularity. More and more companies on a global scale are incorporating sustainable processes into their operations because consumers are demanding it. Now we are in the early, truly the early stages of a legal cannabis industry. And so I also realized that I was at the vanguard of the vanguard of the vanguard of <laughs> thinking about cannabis and sustainability. So I'm so excited to see where it goes and also try to incorporate as much as I can about what I know about sustainability into how I run my department or how, what suggestions I can make to my, you know, colleagues and coworkers and partners in at Coda Signature. Absolutely. So just one last question for you here. What advice do you have for job seekers from a similar background trying to enter the industry? Um, so I would definitely say do your research. Make sure you're well educated about the companies at which you think would be the best synergies for your experience and your ambition. Make sure you know what they're doing, make sure you look at their product line, make sure you read as many articles as you can possibly get your hands on. Listen to podcasts with their founders or their, you know, their management team. Figure out also, frame in your mind if you could create a job for yourself at that company, what would it look like? Where can you add value where you see that they may be seeking, you know, guidance in a certain area and do not be afraid to write an amazing cover letter selling yourself, highlighting your competencies and convince them that you're the perfect person to join their team and bring them to the next level. That's what I would say for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being with us today and taking the time out of your day to speak with us on Seed to Sound. We so very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's really great to listen to your podcast. I've learned a lot myself. And thank you for doing this because I think it's a real great service to those seeking to be employed in the cannabis industry. It's so cool that this is is an avenue for, for understanding a little bit more. So 
awesome. We appreciate it so much and definitely love having your professional insight as well. So thank you. Of course. Thank you. Seed to Sound, presented by Bankst, a podcast for cannabis professionals. Produced by Hannah Holmgren and Catherine Jamiro. Music by Tyson Weigel. For more information, visit www.blog.bankst.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.